Hey, I'm not gonna be a real patient guy now. Huddle up, huddle up. You know what? You're like my wife when you get in space. You just get lost. We're not posing for football cards now, offense. We're not posing for football cards. Let's play with some speed. Just get north and south. You're not Billy White Shoes Johnson. How stupid are we? Are you out of your mind? Are you out of your skull? Well, call it on Tom Brady, will you? Call it on those guys. I've never seen that in my life. Do it again. Do it again. Ho, 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 ho! Santa Claus is here, huddle up! You gotta build the foundation, man. That's what we're doing here. What's going on, Raider Nation? Micah and Tyler bringing you another episode of the Behind the Eye Patch podcast, the podcast where other podcasters come to learn how to podcast. That is officially... Uh, our format, our format is often imitated, but never duplicated, Tyler. We know this for a fact. Speaking of facts, Tyler, we are now two and two. Two and 50, two. 5,500 Another the fact. season, my man. I have a ginormous crow of which I am going to partake of on this very show this evening. Absolutely. Just Absolutely. having fun because yep. that's what we do. We admit we, when we're wrong and absolutely. we own up to it. And I said that the Raiders were going to lose, and alas, yep. they showed up and played football, for which I am eternally grateful. But absolutely, I do have a nice plate of crow. So as you announce announcements and tell the world of podcasting what's going on, I shall be eating upon this crow. Mm. If mm. in the background you hear lip smacking um, and such noises. Finger licking. It's, yes, it's just eating crow. Okay. Well, save some for me because I too uh, ended my perfect streak of predicting Raider games on Sunday. I'm at um, 500, just yes. like the Raiders. There you go. I sit currently at three and one. Um, and like you said, I I will gladly I will gladly eat some crow, um, especially after the firebombs that we had to drop on the last couple weeks of effort especially on the offensive side of the ball that we were seeing from Oakland. I think uh, they must have listened to us because they showed up and there yep. were some good plays and then there was some like, oh, Micah, Birch, they're doing it again. Right. Please drag right. me from the bottom of this barrel. I've seen this nightmare too many times. Indeed. Wake me up. <laughs> well, as always, before we dive too deeply into the deep end, we got to give a shout out. To all of our listeners, thank you so much. We want you to be a part of the show. Give us a call. 208-557-9771 is the number to call. Leave us a voicemail. We'll get you back on the show. we got a couple calls to get to this week already. Hit us up on the Twitter. What is our Twitter? Oh, Behind Eyepatch. I always get that. At Behind Eyepatch. Yeah, there is no the in there because we also have a Facebook page behind the Eyepatch, but it's just... Behind Eyepatch on Twitter, at Behind Eyepatch. Go hit us up there. You can drop us a message on the Twitterverse through Facebook. Hit us up. And if you want to talk about, if, if you're not comfortable on the phone and you want to talk to us over that, then send us a message and we'll read it. And you want to remain anonymous? Uh, just like sign anonymous. I guess that's how it would go. Or, you know, do it from your friend's account. Um, yeah. and then, or if make you want to remain burner. anonymous, yeah, yeah. Make a burner. You know, there, uh, I, I think, um, who is that, uh, uh, 
uh, Bryant's done that a few times, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, 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 Kevin Durant have, has several yeah, of those. Kevin Durant's got a few burner accounts. Uh, so you you know the drill. You can do it. Raider Nation, we, we got this. You you know how to get on this show if you want to join in. Tyler, let's just dive right into it, man. Epic win. I you know I I didn't after week two after week three. I'm a realist, Tyler. You know this. I'm a realist, and I couldn't honestly say As that I. we were going to go into Indianapolis, even without T.Y. Hilton, even without their starting safety. Or their start, start Ladarius. Right. Uh, 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 yeah. I can't remember his name. Yeah, Linebacker, you know we're talking extraordinaire. about. Extraordinaire. Right. I couldn't honestly say that we were going to go in there and uh, – um, and and throw it down and win on the road, ten o'clock game in the morning, all that stuff. I was just like, I just don't see it happening. What you know, the last two weeks, you know, what I, I can only go off of what I've seen the Raiders do this year, and so far for two out of the three weeks, it hasn't been impressive. No, nope. and if the Denver Broncos were three and zero, and I would have said, oh, you know, that was actually ends up being a really impressive win, then I could have said, eh, maybe they had a shot, but I pecked the Colts. Those yep. pobrecito Broncos finding and, 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 another oh, ways to lose. I'll tell you what, you want to talk about, uh, you know, Minshew, that, you knew it was coming, too. I knew he was going to lead them. His legend would continue to grow. Yes, his legend uh, continues. His meme status is 100%, as the kids would say. It is lit. off the charts. Yes. And now that game's looking a little scary, to be honest, Tyler. I thought, I wrote the Jags off. I thought we got this. But as that squad, that young squad, continues to get um, some, uh, you know, some traction there, a little confidence, that can be a dangerous thing. Um, so, you know, I had that as a pretty easy win for the Raiders. We'll have to see now, but we've got plenty of games in the meantime to get to. So, Raiders go in, get it done. First time, I believe, since 2001. They've wow. won in Indianapolis. Uh, and the first time since 2016 that they've put up over 30 points or 31 points on the road. Uh, so two very, very impressive stats for this young squad. This is one of those wins, Tyler, for me, that is, um, I, it could have a snowball effect. This is a young team, needs to get some confidence going. I personally believe even if T.Y. Hilton were in that game, I think Oakland would have still won. I, I honestly do. I think they just, Oakland wanted it more. I, I felt like you could see that in the game. The Raiders, you know, we talked. I talked about this last week. I said, I think this is a must win. If you want this team to be considered a playoff contender, whether you think that's viable or not this year, you know, you could debate either way. I can see both sides of that argument. Um, but if you're a person that says this is a playoff team this year, needs to be a playoff team this year, you can't fall to one and three. I, you had to get go two and two, especially with the schedule that is upcoming, the brutal schedule that's upcoming. We'll get to the Bears game brutal. and even maybe a little bit beyond here in just a minute. But man, I was I was really impressed with this squad. Front, right out of the gate, they were throwing it down, and uh, we actually saw four quarters of football. I was I was pretty pleased with that. They finished the game out how they should have against a team that was depleted. Uh, you know, had didn't have Marlon Mack out there for the final drive. Didn't have T.Y. Hilton. Their other man, Rodgers, I believe, got hurt. And so you expect the Raiders to capitalize on that. And they did with that pick six by Harris. Beautiful play. Um, well done. So, yeah, well done. And I, two things that stand out to me that were the biggest things. Uh, uh, Marlon Mack, 39, the second best running back in the NFL through three weeks. 
Um, only held to 39 rushing yards. That that was impressive. Well done to Raiders. You know, I said the week before, I said they would hold Cook to under 40 yards rushing. Apparently, my premonition was just off by a week. Yeah, you were so, just, the crystal ball was just a week off. Right. And so that, it was actually rolled over into the next week. So my bad, my apologies to Raider Nation for that. Um, otherwise, that w- that stood out, that was huge to me. And then how about Mad Max Crosby, man? man making, making the most. Plays. Making the most, yeah, out of the opportunities given to him. He had some nice tackle for losses, couple of batted balls, that fump, forced fumble. Caused a fumble, uh, yep. A, a, you know, that fumble took points off the board, which definitely altered that game because at you know, least Colts go down and points. get at least three. You know, you could argue they go down and get seven, and that's a totally different ball game. But those are those plays that we talked about. Good teams make those plays. Good teams when it's when it's down to the nitty gritty. And it's down to, you know, you need one or two plays made in a game. Oakland made those plays. We've seen Oakland not make those plays in the past. And that's usually the story we're talking about. Oh, if they had just made it on this far down, fourth down. Oh, if they would have held them on that third and nine, then we would have gotten the ball back with two minutes. We, we have those kinds of conversations. Instead, it's, it's the Colts that have to have those kinds of conversations. Oh, if we hadn't have fumbled the ball in the red zone. Oh, if, you know, if we hadn't have thrown that pick six only down by seven. That feels good to be on the other side of that and to be going, yeah, my team made the plays. They stepped up when they needed it, when we needed it the most. Carr looked solid. Um, I think he had a solid game. It wasn't, you know, some people after the game were like all over his jock, like, oh my gosh, this is where you car haters now. It's like, okay, calm down. He he had a solid game. Yeah, he had 189 um, yards on 21 attempts. Like right. he's still pushing for like those attempts uh, with zero yards, two right. touchdowns, I would give him, he really should have had a third. Tyrell, Absolutely. Tyrell Williams dropped one dead to rights in the end zone. So right. that Thrown one kind a little of, behind, but still hit him in the yeah, hands. Got to catch still that. Still hit him in the body. So, I mean, right. you got you to gotta make that catch and make that. But, yeah, I'm just kind of looking at, at the stats here. I mean, Jacob, 17 for 79. Also had a couple catches for 29. So, he seemed... You know, 19 touches in a game, not bad. I mean, yeah, like can, that. Six, I think he had six, 26 touches in the first game. So, um, and then how about told Trevor Davis on the end around play? That was quite, Woo! quite enjoyable. A little 60 yard rumble. Then he had another 14 yard uh, rush. So he was our second leading rusher with 74 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Jalen Richard did not cough up the football this week, Micah. Fantastic. We're going to start a, we're going to start a, uh, one of those, like, have you seen the signs that say, um, like how many days since the last incident or whatever, (laughs) like on the office, it's been zero days since the last incident when Michael Scott drove the, uh, forklift into the, (laughs) into the walls of paper. Anyway, I digress. Um, so Jalen Richard four rushes, 17 yards, Alec Ingold with one rush, but it was a very important rush, if you yes. remember, Micah. On that fourth down and one, yep. we went for it, and I believe that drive ended up in points, if I'm not mistaken. I don't yeah, remember I what, how many points. Waller continues to roll. Waller continues to catch the ball and be a weapon for Carr. Uh, he yep. had seven for 53 yards. Uh, Tyrell Williams and Foster Moreau, the rookie tight end yes. having, uh, each of them had a touchdown on the day and, 
But yeah. those were some strong hands by Moreau on that touchdown, yes. too, because he had a defender's arm right between his and uh, could have easily dropped that ball. Yep. Um, you know, it was a well it was well played by the defender. It but was. Uh, Moreau just had a vice grip on that ball. It was and a that good was, ball, that, too, by Carr, yeah. because he threw it really where only Moreau could get it. So right. that's right. a great thing. Uh, I guess I guess we've you know we've we've talked about some of the big plays um, yep. that were good. There weren't really very many big plays that were bad, except at the end of the game when we gave up that big touchdown to Eric Ebron. Uh, I yeah. think they went for another interception and yep. got a little yep. greedy instead of just tackling him and making sure he was down. And then he rumbled mm-hmm. to the end zone, making it 31-24. They kicked the ball deep did not really understand that like the defense was going to stop him, Mm -hmm. but then our rookie Josh Jacobs iced the game with that 16 yard run on first and 15 after a a false start. Um, Yeah. And yeah. So Eric Harris kind of sealed the deal too, before that, like you already mentioned with a pick six and, uh, LaMarcus Joyner almost had one. I almost had one Uh, of my predictions come to come to life and he he dropped it. So I was close. I did predict we'd have two interceptions. Um, We had one and it was a pick six. So I failed on that one and uh, (laughs) Carr did not throw for over 400 yards. So I failed on that as well. So what I tell you what, that was a classic game. uh, um, You know, those those false starts killed that that final that the second to the last drive that Oakland had going there. And I tell you, Josh Jake, if it weren't for that, Josh Jacobs would have put that game away. And instead, it was on that final drive, which was really a head scratcher because coming into that game, the Colts were giving up an average of like four and a half yards per carry. So I thought it was really interesting that they thought that they could stop the run. And Josh Jacobs did what we brought him in to do, what we brought a first rounder in to do is to put a game away like that. And I was really impressed with the offensive line. Carr stayed clean. I think the whole game, I don't think they had a sack, if I'm not mistaken, Tyler. I don't um, think they did either, and I know I, we I'm, didn't have one. You know, I, it says the middle linebacker, Walter, had a sack on Carr. So I guess there was one. There was one. Um, uh, I don't remember that, to be honest with you. Um, but uh, I, I, like you said, really well-rounded. I mean, Trevor Davis making an impact immediately on that end around. I think you're going to see him sprinkled into the game plan against the Bears. I think Oakland's going to be shaking it up a little bit against that defense, trying to keep that defense on their toes. But I mean, as the season goes on, you know, if we can utilize guys like Moreau, you know, if we could go to something like a two tight end set, if we've got a couple guys that can snag the ball out of the air, that's going to be big because we've talked about this on the podcast before. Oakland, you know, Williams is a wide receiver one. People, some people debate that. Understandably, he had a couple of drops. In yeah. the, I know at least one drop in that game on a third down on a slant that was like, oh, hit him right in the chest. Yep. You know, you, you got to catch two, that. You, yeah, you got to, like, I don't know if he just let it get into his body and it bounced off his pads or something, but right. yeah, you got to make right. that catch. You And you've got to make that catch in the end zone too. Like, it, it really... Yeah. It was tough. It was thrown a little bit behind him, but it hit him like right in the body. So you would think he'd catch that. With all the crazy acrobatic catches that he makes, you would think that he catches that one of all of them. But uh, that's all right. Right. I mean, it it ended up we won, but, 
You know, if yep. you, those are those are plays that you've got to make, especially against like a Bears squad this week or mm-hmm. a Texans squad, or especially the Packers, the Packers Chiefs, yep. Chargers, those types of teams, because it, points are a premium in in yep. those types of games, and you got to just you've got to capitalize with seven, not giving you know not three. Right. Right. So. Um, I was, yeah, all the way around, I was really excited about how they played. I think it was a, a real well-rounded game. Uh, Carr, uh, like, again, again, I'll say Carr was solid, um, but there was nothing there. Uh, I, I wasn't, um, you know, some people after the game, I know there were some big wig, uh, at least big wigs in the Twitterverse that were like, where are all you Carr haters now? And it's like, okay, pump the brakes. He had a, he had a solid one game against a Colts defense that, let's be honest, was depleted and wasn't that good. So I would expect Carr. In fact, I would be very fearful if we didn't go in there and did not perform well on offense. Um, it would be a long season. I would be, I'd be, I'd be uh, very uh, firm. I'd be very comfortable in saying this is going to be a very long year if we can't go and put up points against the Colts defense without their starting safety, starting linebacker. Um now I want to see it consistently, Tyler. You know, I want to see it consistently. I've been critical of Carr the last couple of weeks, and now I, he had a good game. I love it. I was excited to see it, but I need to see more of it. Um, uh, so I'm. I, I want to see him continue to do well. We got to go to London. He's got to put up points on the Bears. You know, if if, if this is going to be a guy that we want to be the franchise quarterback, you know, he's got to continue to put. He's got to continue to produce like he did against the Colts. Now. And I know the first thing people are going to say is, well, it's the Bears defense, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but a franchise quarterback, a good quarterback, uh, he's still able to make plays. He's still able to do enough um, to be able to, you know, put his team in that game. So we have to be able to find ways to do that. A car has to be able to find ways to do that consistently week in, week out. And I hope he does. I mean, I've said this before in the podcast. I really want this guy to be the face of the franchise. And I, when he was brought in, I, I, those were my hopes. And heading into the sixth year now, like it's, it's gotta be now. And I feel like it's now or never. I don't want like, um, uh, I, I don't want like an Andy Dalton type situation that's going on with the Bengals. So, um, let's see if it happens next week. We'll, we'll see. And, uh, as we head out to London, actually they're already there, which I love. Um, we'll see if he can continue that production. Yeah, I agree uh, with those words, Micah. It's it's really important, I think, for Carr to have to string several good games together in a row. Right. Um, because if not, then I mean, sure. I mean, even Joe Flacco has a good game once in a while. Even uh, Case Keenum has a good game once in a while. Kirk Cousin has a good game once in a while. But it's important to be consistent. And I I think the people that that are tired of Carr, I think uh, inconsistency is one of their, one of the problems that they have with him is that he just, you know, he does so well one game and then the next game, it's just like, man, what in the world is is he thinking or what is he doing or you know why why are we paying this guy so much money he's and throwing it at the wide receiver's feet on third and eight yeah know? or he's throwing it like third like one yard past the line of scrimmage on third and 15 or he, you know it's just right. throwing it out of bounds on fourth down it's plays like that 
that people don't appreciate, and I don't appreciate either. So, I mean, unless you're a certain somebody that thinks Carr does no wrong, then, you know, you've got to look at those <laughs> at those objectively and say, that's not a good play. A fifth-year, sixth-year quarterback should not be making that type of play. And that, right. that kind of happened. That creeped. It started to creep its head up. I don't remember what quarter, if it was end of the third or going into the fourth, when they had, like, some play called and Carr – just threw it into the ground right at the right. feet of Trevor Davis. And I thought, why? Like, you can't be having that kind of miscommunications and expect to win games against really good teams. Right. And so, right. you know, that's one of the things where it's like, we you've got to get that out of there. Um, you know, there was one, there was Josh Jacobs did have a fumble in that game. Got to clean that up. Um, but Carr didn't throw any interceptions, didn't throw it away like – you know, in the red zone when it was really important that we come out with some type of points. So those were building blocks, things that to you know that improved this week as opposed to last couple of weeks. So yeah, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. It, it's more about more than just like one game. You know, you know, eight good games a season isn't what's going to cut it. You need fifth. You know, you, you need to come out every game your best and and look sharp every game to stay in games and have a chance to win and that's what playoff teams do and that's what I hope that you know the Raiders can maybe build on this momentum nobody thought they were gonna win it, they were on the road it was a an 11 o'clock or yeah 11 o'clock one o'clock eastern 10 o'clock start time for Pacific time games they typically don't do well in and they came out they looked impressive they had some great drives and they finished the game off, you know, thanks to Eric Harris. Yep. Because the offense went stagnant again in this, in, you know, end of the third quarter, start of the fourth quarter. It just, it, they went conservative. They were yeah. trying to milk the clock, but sometimes that's just, I don't know. I just feel like in today's NFL, that's not how you win games. You're like trying not to lose the game instead of right. just going for the jugular crushing their souls and and leaving no doubt and right. uh right i don't know i guess yeah, maybe that's this... just who i am i just i'd rather just like step on the throat and make sure that animal is not coming back to life if you will like it's it's that game should be dead it should be in our hands we should be cooking and skinning the deer or whatever i don't know we should you know just right I get you. I get we you. Should, it should be done. It shouldn't be like, oh, crap, we need to pick six from Eric Harris to win this game. Right. It, we should just go put the put the hammer down and, you know, leave no doubt. I wish we would do that instead of trying not to lose because it seems like when we try not to lose instead of going out and winning, it's it just falls apart on us. Right. And that's you yeah, you you hit that. That was a good thing cuz that that seems to be kind of a I don't you know um I don't know if it's a theme with John Gruden or whatever, but it's like we get onto this like 14 point lead and it's like we sit on it. And you know, anytime we go up by about it seems like double digits, 10, 12, 14 points, then it's just like, "All right, we're good." And we start, you know, handing the ball off. We you know, it's like we start trying to control the game on the ground and like I'm all for that, but like if cars carving them up through the air, you know, let's keep doing that. Let's, like you said, let's, 
let's go up 21. It, you know, it could, at one point in that game, it could have been, uh, gosh, I think it could have been 28 to 10. Yeah. And it's like, you That's know. That's when Williams missed that. Right. You know, l- let's put this game away. 28 to 10. It's over. We got it. You're going to have to do something catastrophic to give that game away. But instead, it's like, you know, we we come out, you know, it's, it's what was it, 21 to 10 at half, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yep, and and it's 10. like we're content with that. And in today's NFL, you eleven point lead can disappear in about five minutes or less. Uh, so so you, it's that just doesn't cut it. And we don't have a defense where it's like no, oh, the defense will hold up for the last couple of quarters. You know, right, we, we've got right. a top three defense. It's like guys, our defense. Like I, I, I honestly. I think we're improving. It's improving before our eyes. I think by the end of the season, this defense as a unit is looking going to look pretty solid, and it's going to be pretty impressive to think that we've got, you know, Abrams coming next year who hasn't played all year. Abram, I, should, I don't know why I keep adding the S on the end, but Abram coming at the end of the year. We've got two first-round picks under our belt. My guess is at least one of those is going to be on, on defense. Uh, a, a boatload of money and free agency to spend. Like, this defense could be really scary in 2020, in my opinion, because uh, I think by the time we hit week 16, this defense is going to be a vastly improved unit, barring any setbacks from injuries or anything like that. And I think you saw that on Sunday with guys like Crosby stepping up. We're still not sure why Mayowa was out. Uh, yeah. That is a little perplexing. Don't know if it was kind of a disciplinary action or what's going on there. I Everybody... think so. He seems like a pretty level-headed dude, so I, yeah. don't, not, I don't know. And I, I, so, you know, that, that is a little perplexing. We found out today, you know, Eddie Vander does speaking of defense has been released. We kind of saw that coming, uh, freeze up a roster spot like that. You know, I, well, I and I don't know if that frees up a roster spot or not because he was on IR. Oh, was so he? I think oh, okay. They released okay. him from IR. Okay. Um, with a settlement or something, but yeah, I, I mean, it's too bad he couldn't stay healthy because he had a couple flashes of of you know good play. But you know who did flash this week, Micah? Your who? boy P.J. Hall. Your uh, boy P.J. Hall. That yeah, the guy that we wanted to cut. To oh, exactly, gosh. that guy. Oh. The guy that was, doesn't deserve a roster spot, that guy. Blowing, ah. blowing that Colts touted offensive line. Now, you know, they're not like top five offensive line, but I mean – Quentin Nelson is pretty dang good. They've got a decent line, and Let's he was it. Hall was just blowing plays up in the backfield, shoving centers and guards right back into the into the running yeah. backs, making one arm tackles. That was a he had a great game. Let's put it this way: the Colts' offensive line is good enough to have the second best running back in the NFL through three weeks. And Brissett has seven touchdowns and only one interception through three weeks. So that's a pretty dadgum good offensive line, if you ask me. Uh, and, and Oakland, for the most part, I mean, actually, I would say for the whole part of that game, they controlled that offensive line. And that was exciting to watch. And they're going to need to do it again, man. They're going to have to do it against the Bears. And uh, it's it's going to have to uh, get thrown down because, uh, uh, you know, it's no room for error. And, and with a thinning linebacking core, now with Burfecht gone, Tentatively for the season, my guess it'll be reduced to like a six or an eight game suspension would be my guess. Um, uh, I would be really shocked actually if they did if they kept with that and kicked him out of the league for the entire season. Um, but still, no Markel Lee, no Bontez Perfect. 
you know, we've got Morrow, I love Morrow, love Whitehead, love both those guys, but you know, I mean, it, it, that's looking dangerous. Whitehead is bit. a, yeah, Whitehead is a liability when it comes to lining up, and, and this, no offense to him, Burfick knows that defense really well, so, but you know, yep. maybe maybe Whitehead now. I think he called some of the plays last year. Maybe he's got a better grasp on uh, the defense and lining people up. But it was so nice to have Perfect back there. And then absolutely, I, I don't know. I don't really. I don't know if we want to get into that hit or not. But I mean, it's you just, and I differ on that. As right. far as it's a pretty well split between. Uh, yeah, I would say it is fairly well split because there are some Raider Nation. I've seen it on Facebook at least this week. There's some big sites coming out like there is no, you know, there, there, you know, there's no place for that in the NFL. And and just really quickly, I guess here's my thought. He was down on a knee. Looked like to me he was getting up to continue to run because he wasn't touched. Now, Burfick did lower his helmet. I agree with the helmet to helmet. Um, right. Uh, I think that's a 15-yard penalty. Um, I could even see a fine. I get that. But, but a year-long suspension, I think, I think is total BS. I think that it comes from a history that he does have. That is the one unfortunate thing of having a history. Um, all still though, it should be a case by case basis. Uh, even even uh, who was that on Ebron or or Doyle? No, it was on Jack Doyle. Doyle. Even Doyle said he said I felt like a tackle to me. He said I mean that my helmet did its job. I'm paraphrasing right. a little bit, but I mean he kind of shrugged it off. And I think that my, that right there might save uh, might save Burfick's season just because you know if if the guy that you're allegedly uh, uh, trying to kill says no he's not trying to kill me and it didn't <laughs> feel like it to me I, I felt like it was an honest mistake it's only you a know? flesh wound right only a flesh wound then you know I could see the NFL going okay well you know you're you're on thin ice buddy but you know we'll reduce it to six games or right. you know, something like that um, but all this like. He doesn't ever deserve to see the field again and all this stuff. I, I'm just, I, I thought it was just a big hit. Uh, got helmet to helmet. He was trying to get lower as a linebacker because I know I played linebacker. You're taught to get lower than your defender or than the, uh, yeah, than the defender you're going after. The guy's on his knee. Looks like he's getting up to try to run again. Um, so he's just, he's just getting low. Had his arms out uh, for in a tackling position. He did have the crown of his helmet down, so that is pretty you know, damning evidence, you might say, but, uh, but a season long suspension is just total garbage in my right. opinion. And, yeah, and uh, I agree. So yeah, the, the, that's just, I, fun. I don't, I mean, that's, if you look at, to me, the type, the rules that, that the NFL has for player safety, that's the type of rule that they're trying or the type of play that they're trying to, to get out of the game. So, I mean, I understand the 15-yard penalty. I think the part that um, he, he lowered the helmet, he led with the crown of the helmet, he launched himself into the helmet without using his arms to even tackle. And and I think that's probably the part of the play that they looked at and were like, nope, you're done, is because right. he kind of launched himself with his helmet leading into the helmet of the other. He may have misjudged. You know, you never know it, you know, the bang, bang play of it all. I think the crappy part of the whole situation is, yes, uh, he has a history. He hasn't really been doing a whole, I mean, he hasn't head hunted his or anything like that. It's not like he's looking for fights on the field or anything like that. I, I think, I think it's way over 
overhyped. And I think it's just because of his past. Like you said, I think a a year-long suspension is baloney, especially when it's a football play. And, I mean, you've got guys out here, uh, I won't mention names, but who are alleged rapists who beat their girlfriends and things like that. Like he's better off going off and and breaking his son's arm and getting a four game sus- or not even a, a getting a suspension for that or right. or right. whipping his child and getting a four game suspension. Uh, that's I mean that's the that's where we've come to is uh, like yeah. those types of things are okay but you know, because you have a history and you leveled Antonio Brown and you've been kind of you've been a dirty player in your career. We're going to suspend you for the rest of the year. Right. Well, and this coming down from John Runyon, who flipping was one of the dirtiest offensive linemen to ever play the game, who is the NFL disciplinary committee chairman who handed this down. It's like, well, John, you're kind of calling the 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 kettle black you know they're, right, you're the pot right. calling the kettle black in this situation yep it stinks i i mean we've got to move on from it whether it's you know whether it's six games or eight games that's still six or eight games that we need somebody to step up right at right. the linebacker position we've got i think on the roster right now who do we even have we've got morrow we've got whitehead We've got Dakota Allen from that we signed like last week. Right. He's probably going to have to play. We've got Kyle Wilbur who plays special teams for us, but I mean he can do spot duty as a linebacker as well. But I mean, yeah, that core that was perfect and Morrow and Lee and Whitehead is now depleted to Whitehead and Morrow. <laughs> right. So right. You've and, and, and you've got. I mean. You've got short, not a short week, but you've got a short period of time. My guess is that Allen or uh, they've, I can't, uh, Josh Phillips, I think, is a guy they signed off so. the practice squad yep. that uh, will probably be in the, in getting serious playing time. Right. Um, and so, you Here, know, the, that's the f- what we're going to have to have to deal with and overcome. Right. Here's the fortunate thing I like we've got Eric Harris at safety, we've got Josh or Carl Joseph at safety as well. And we've got Joyner, who came up and just made some massive plays on defense. I mean, that yeah, guy he was did. flying around the field. That one it's where fl- he knifed into the backfield. Right, and, right. And uh, he didn't get Brissette. He he grabbed there. It was a tackle for a loss on Mac. I think. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was on my own Mac. Play. I think it was like a five-yard drop. Yep. Um, and, and here's the thing I like about the defense in this scenario is that you've got guys like Joyner and Joseph that can move up and help with the run. Uh, because that's honestly, Joseph, I'd rather have Joseph in the box helping stop the run than going up against a 6-2 tight end because he loses that battle. You lose that battle, Tyler. You lose that battle nine times out of ten. Exactly. Um, uh, so, Good reference um, there. Proud of you. <laughs> and, uh, uh, so I like how I think this this defense can kind of morph a little bit into guys like that stepping up and helping against the run and against the pass. You know, I like Worley. I like Conley. I like Joyner. I like uh, Harris in the back there. We're getting, you know, we got, uh, was it uh, Nevin? Lawson. Lawson. 
uh, who, who's the young man? Nixon? Nixon. Keyshawn Nixon. Uh huh. Yeah. Had a big, big, uh, preseason. You know, I, I like our depth there. So I think that if anything, you could rotate some of those packages around a little bit to help out a depleted linebacking core and still be able to get, get it done up front to stop the run. Fortunately, our big men up front are built to stop the run. You know, our defensive tackles, even our, you know, defensive ends that that's really more their forte than actually getting after the quarterback, which you know, it's a little bit disappointing, but, uh, you know, we're still developing that position. Um, uh, so I, I like, I, I think as far as on the defensive side of the ball, I think this, it can, um, it can morph, it can, uh, it can change into what we need it to be. And if Burfick's out for six weeks, say, I, I think we can get by and still win a few games and not be so crippled as if it were like, you know, as if it were anybody else out. You know, I think I, I the linebacking position is important, but I think Oakland can compensate in other ways with the players that they have on defense to make up for a couple of linebackers being out. So we'll see. We'll see. It's going to be interesting. Um, but it makes I, you like wonder said, if they go out and sign like a Brandon Marshall, bring him back, or bring back like Jason Cabinda from the Lions right. practice squad or do something of that nature this week. Yeah. I think you're stuck though. I think you've got yeah, what you've yeah. got. You probably have Dakota Allen and Wilbur both uh, active this week. I would guess. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of hope this is, this is just between uh, you and me and our listeners, but I kind of hope they keep Brandon Parker inactive as well. I, I thought sharp did well in some spot duty uh, yep. last week. And, uh, because he had, yeah, Sharp had to come in against the Colts, didn't he? Because uh, Trent Brown hurt his hand. So, yeah, yep. had a hand injury, had to go out for for a little bit. And we weren't holding our breath. At least I wasn't. I was like, oh, Sharp looks pretty good. Like, I don't right. know that right. I trust Sharp to go up against the likes of a Khalil Mack this week. Right. I, I hope that Brown is healthy for that. But, uh, you know, in some spot duty, I, I, I was much happier with Sharp than I was with uh, with Brandon Parker, who came in in spot duty in another game, gave up back-to-back sacks, and we all know what happened after that. So Yeah, yeah. So that's a good segue, man, into this week's game against the Bears. I want to start off by saying, you know, we were talking about our linebackers, you know, Roquan Smith for the Chicago Bears out indefinitely with a personal issue. Um, obviously, Mitchell Trubisky out. I think that's – I think he's going to miss – I think here's what the Bears are going to do with that. They're going to see how they can, how how far they can get with what's his bucket? Chad Kelly is that his name? Uh, no, that's no. it's Chase Daniel. Chase, I wasn't even close. I was. It's late where I'm at. Chase Daniels. I think they're going to see how far they can get with him. I think they're pretty confident they can beat Oakland with him um, uh, at the helm. Uh, so I I think that Trubisky thing is actually maybe I I could see him being out for five, six weeks, to be honest. I know it's a non-throwing shoulder, but I think that's something that you, I believe there was a slight tear and yep. uh, that gets any worse. Tear. Yeah. yeah. That, that gets any worse. And I, you tell us, Tyler, you're the, you're the doctor. D- does that even for a non-throwing shoulder, what does that do for you? Uh, I mean, it limits your range of motion depending on how big that tear is. Um, and I mean, it hurts. I mean, you go out there and you get hit in the shoulder again, or you land on it. Okay. Then you run the risk of, you know, of tearing it more or just mm. pain wise. Um, it, it doesn't feel good. 
And uh, so, I mean, you, you kind of can let it, you know, they might just let him rest a few weeks and see how it goes from there. Because like you said, it's his non-throwing hand, arm. Or I don't know if he may he may opt for for surgery. If he did surgery at this point in the season, it it'd be done. Um, okay, and so, so he would be done for either, the year. Either way, well, and that has big implications too, because obviously we have that first round pick from Oakland or from the Bears. That so, we do. You know, we got they're three and one currently, but uh, you know, you, you never know. You know, obviously we're rooting against them, not just this week, but for the rest of the season, because I'd like a top for 10, forever. top 12 pick. Right. So, um, you know, with no Roquan Smith, no Trubisky, the road does be is a little easier in London. I love the fact that Oakland's already there. I think that is a big move. I think, I don't know. I, I think that's just a big, uh, I think that's a big advantage. Uh, apparently Chicago's not flying in until Thursday. Um, and I think Oakland being able to get there literally a week ahead of time, get settled, get used to the weather, get used to the time difference, get used to all of that. Um, basically, yes, yes. Can you fill us in on some of the finer things of England real quick, Micah, (laughs) as a history buff, Oh, as a lover Um, of, of fine old (laughs) movies? You know, biscuits are a very big thing. Um, uh, but we're not talking for... like biscuits, biscuits. We're talking like diff. We're not talking like Popeyes biscuits. No, right? we're we're just talking. We're talking like tea and biscuits. Yeah, no, that's a that's a big thing. I I do know that. Um, are they uh, sweet? Gosh. Are they like? You know, you've put me on the spot here. I don't believe so. I think I think it's like a. It's more of a gosh. I would almost say like a muffin muffin type biscuit if that makes sense if you think about a muffin a lot of muffins aren't like uber sweet like uh um you know, you're not talking like buttery goodness you know gotcha. you're talking just like a biscuit like a okay. nice plain biscuit well i thought they um, call i thought in england cookies were called biscuits yes yes and 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 that is another actually biscuits are there are two there are biscuit biscuits which you have with tea i know okay. that because i've seen that Okay. Um, uh, uh, like, a, like an afternoon, you know, you have afternoon tea. Uh, I know that's not an American thing, but I do know there is afternoon tea. Uh, often, oftentimes that's when people would come to call. Actually, there was a set time when people would, you would, they would come to call on you. And so, um, you would either go out to call on people or people would call on you. And that was just, that was like the visiting hour. Like, uh, you know, you just, you call on your friends for an hour in the afternoon. I don't remember. There was a set time. It was like between like one in six or one in five or two in five or something. That's kind of like the delivery man. Right. Yeah. There there's like a window. There was a window of a time of calling time and you went and called on your friends and you didn't stay too long because that was improper. Um, but you went to, and you, you know, you, you spoke, you sat in their living room, you had tea and biscuits and then, uh, uh, you had small talk and, and, and usually a lot of good gossip. And then, and then you went about your day and you might, you might, you might call on a couple of people in a daytime. Um, uh, so Alas, visiting your friends, sharing in tea time. Sounds like were, a great way to yeah. live life. Why don't we do that? I, I don't know. We're too fast paced. We're, too we're Americans, fast. man. We're getting yeah. somewhere. We're, we're, That's we're trying true. to get somewhere. And, uh, uh, I have and, a friend so, from England. He made Yorkshire puddings one time. Ooh. I don't know if you've ever heard of Yorkshire puddings, but it's not know. it's not pudding. It's like right. these little uh, I don't know. It's it's almost like an eggy type muffin that collapses in on itself, and huh. then you pour gravy into it. That's a wow. Yorkshire that's a Yorkshire pudding. 
So, wow, and I've, I've, I'm sure you've heard of bubbling squeak. No, nope, uh, I haven't heard of bubbling squeak. I, I can't remember. I can't. Um, there are a couple of them. There's roly poly pudding, bubbling squeak, uh, and I don't remember. I, I'm confused on the consistencies of both. I'd have to look them up again. But there are a couple for you. Um, so yeah, it's just a really pleasant. We're just trying to back. educate the nation here, ladies right. and gentlemen. And, and there were also times like if you called on somebody, you'd also have to like there would be a certain amount of time you'd wait before you called on them again. There were there there was proper etiquette for those kinds of things. So um, anyhow, alas, and if that we're... was the case, we would be in trouble because we like text each other at all random right. times Very of improper. the day. Very, Very improper. improper. Yeah, but alas. Yeah, that... I would take that friendship over a very proper friendship any day. That's true. That's true. Uh, but then, you know, th- if you if you did that, think about that. If we didn't have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, if you called on each other and that's how you received your news and knew what was going on in each other's life, you'd actually have a lot to talk about. You yeah, know what probably. I'm saying? Like, you, you, there would be like a lot of catching up to do. So We have a lot um, of talked about. We talk like every day. So Right, right. So, alas, we... 2019 and it is not you know 1819 so right. um we are just a couple no horse-drawn carriages no right. uh, pollutants in the rivers no dumping of raw sewage in the streets anymore no we've come well, a long way really have really if I, I remember correctly too i believe it was paris i don't know if i mentioned on this pod or not but it was in paris or no not paris yeah it was it was in europe somewhere in europe might have been all in europe uh, the, actually, pigs would run wild in the street. I think it was actually in London. No. Uh, there was for a time the pigs would they, they let, allowed pigs to run wild in the street. So like you know you see like dogs or cats, you know stray dogs or cats. There would be uh, pigs. Oh, the there street. we go. I yeah, hope they so, don't allow uh, stray bears to no, run that, on I can fields see and stuff. Trouble like that. brewing from something. Yeah. Like well, Anywho, I, I was I was trying to get back to football, so like I, hopefully the bears, you know, don't run all over us this week or right. our stray bears. Yes. But I do know I do know that they have some really cool red stag uh deer like on like if you go hunting you have to like get in these private hunting reserves. But they've oh. got some really cool uh uh not strains. Strains is like bacteria. Uh, <laughs> varieties there we go of deer that they have over there that you can hunt and and uh, chase rabbits with beagles right things like yes, that yes yes uh, the fox the fox, the fox hunting yep. yes with beagles yes. there we go not rabbits so anyway we're just trying to educate people you know get them into the right mindset for the game this week it's not in america it's in london you may hear some of these things we just want to prepare you for all scenarios right right um, and so that's one of those things that, uh, now that we segue into this, <laughs> very, very subtle segue into, into this game too. I love that. Um, that I think Oakland needs every, uh, you know, every advantage and I, that they can get and no Roquan Smith, no Mitchell Trubisky. Now I have joked that Mitchell Trubisky, uh, people are way too hyped on him. I even noticed at the beginning of that game before he went out, uh, uh, some of the commentators, people are starting to kind of, they're starting to question it a little bit over there. They're starting to talk like, okay, he needs to start playing a little more consistently, you know, more consistent. Mm. We've heard that, you know, there's another, another quarterback. I'd like to see that a little more of that out of, um, how dare you? I'm sorry. Hater. I'm sorry. I, I, I guess yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a bandwagoner. I made it through Jamarcus Russell years and all that good stuff, but apparently I'm still a hater. You're a terrible person. Um, but, uh, so I, I, um, 
uh, you know, give or take some people, I know Tyler, you're of the mindset that like, you'd rather have Trubisky back there just because you think. Yeah. That Cause he I think he's worse. <laughs> I right. think and he I, does a worse job than Chase Daniels going to do. <laughs> I, I like Chase Daniels back there for the main reason that he hasn't been getting the reps. He hasn't been getting the same playing time that Trubisky has. So I like the, the, I have kind of have the hope that maybe the Bears throw a lot at him this week, say, all right, you know, you were able to beat Minnesota, so here's the playbook, go to town, and he gets out there and maybe gets in over his head a little bit, whereas Trubisky's a little more, perhaps, versed in running the offense. You know, he's got his timing down with the receivers and all that good stuff, whereas Daniels doesn't uh, in game-time scenario. So I think that plays well for Oakland. Um, Dude, I'm on the fence about this game because of some of the injuries to the Bears and how Oakland played this last game, um, and because I don't know what Chase Daniels is going to bring to the table, and and uh, you know I could see I I could see it going either way. I could see Oakland. I could see the Chicago traveling to London and kind of laying an egg, much like the Rams did against the Buccaneers when the Bucks hung hung forty five on them. Was it? Yeah, 45 points on the uh, on the Rams. I mean, that is insane. Um, no, it was more than that, dude. It was 55. It was 55 points. You know, so, so there's so many crazy things like that. I can see the Bears showing up and kind of sleeping through that game, as we've seen so many teams do in London games, and Oakland just being the more prepared team and being the more weathered team there. Um, uh, and the, or I could see that defense, I could see that Bears defense just showing up and showing out like they have this year. And, but I do have to say, we went up against Chubb, we went up against, uh, Miller and our offensive line did a stellar job and Gruden had a fantastic game plan against that. So we're going to need that same thing against a daunting Bears pass rush. They like to bring the blitz. Fortunately, we have a quarterback that likes to get rid of the ball fast. And so I think we're going to have to get it, have to find creative ways to get rid of the ball quickly and get it into some playmakers' hands. Guys like Jacobs, guys like Davis that can that can maybe catch a two or three yard swing pass and turn it into 12 yards, 15 yards, rip off a 25, 30 yard gain down the sideline kind of a thing. Um, but, you know, I don't know. What are your thoughts? Before we get into predictions, Tyler, what are you thinking on this game? What do you... What do you think Oakland has to do to get a W here? Uh, make them kick field goals. I think <laughs> you. I. I. I honestly think that you know what they put up sixteen points against the Vikings last week after Trubisky went out. I think they put up. They may have put up thirteen points. I can't remember what the score was when Trubisky went out, but I, I know Tariq Cohen scored a touchdown and then I think that was like the extent of the touchdowns but I mean we I don't know I know the the Bears have a really good defense their offense to me you've got Tariq Cohen and who are their wide receivers I mean I I think they have Allen Robinson is pro is like their number one and then after that uh, they've got uh, oh that little guy. I think he used to play for the uh, for the Broncos. Oh oh, Eddie um, is it Eddie Royal? I yeah, maybe I have to look that up. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look that up too. But while you look that up, 
you know, they've got Cohen. Um, they they picked up who was crap. I should have done some more research behind this, but I'm just gonna look up the Bears roster real quick. Who was it that they um, that they took this year? Was it Montgomery that they drafted? Yeah, Montgomery's the running back and Cohen. But I, I think, think is he hurt? Because I didn't see David Montgomery much in that game, as far as uh, Taylor Gabriel. That's who. I, that's who I'm. He's I'm thinking out, of. if I'm not mistaken. Gabriel is. Yes. The wide receiver. Yeah, I believe so. Check that. Uh, let me see here. I, injuries. I've got right here. Uh, Gabriel is out. Oh. Uh, along with defensive tackle uh, Nicole Nichols. Okay. Uh, Nichols. Uh, I'm not sure who the heck that is. So they've uh, got Riley. The Bears. <laughs> I didn't realize this, but they've got uh, Riley Ridley as well. Riley, why does that sound familiar? Because he's uh, Calvin Ridley's brother, who was oh, one of the Ridley. higher. Yeah, he was one of the right. higher touted wide receivers that kind of fell. So yeah, so so Gabriel is out, huh? Right. Yes. Interesting. Because he had a really good game against who did I watch the Bears play? Um, was it the? It might have been the Broncos. I can't remember. Anyway, so I mean, you've got you've got uh, Allen Robinson's going to be a big one that right. we're going to have to we're going to have to uh, um, get a hold of. Um, but you know, you got to watch. Got to keep your eyes out for Corderell Patterson, the right. little gadget dude. And Wims uh, is another wide receiver. In the last game, he had a four receptions for 56 yards. But, uh, um, yeah, I mean, Montgomery, I, I think if you you got to shut down, you know, Montgomery in this last game, he had 21 carries for 53 yards, but not great. Um, so I think I think the game plan, man, is make, uh, uh, make, make uh, the quarterback beat you. You know, you got to make Daniel Carl, uh, was, it, was it Daniel Carlson? No, that, Chase that, Daniels. Daniel Chase Carlson's Daniel. our kicker. Why, why do I keep saying, why am I getting that mixed up? I have no idea. I, I, it's because I've got like three different things in front of me. So I apologize, Raider Nation. But um, you got to make Chase Daniels beat you. I think that is the game plan. Go, no, we're not going to let Montgomery run all over us. We're not going to let, uh, you know, Cohen run all over us. Of course, uh, Cohen only had uh, five attempts for 11 yards against the, uh, against the Vikings. So Montgomery's obviously taken over the bulk of uh, bulk of production there, but you shut him down and uh, uh, and make uh, make Daniel beat you. I think that's the game plan. Yeah, and we we know how well that went when we said we got to make uh, the quarterback for uh, oh my gosh the quarterback for the Vikings. Right, right. You we, when we you talk about cousins. cousins, yeah, we got to make him beat us and not let Dalvin Cook run all over us. Well, they both made us look like beat us like redheaded stepchildren so right right so okay dude before we get in predictions let's do some bold predictions i want to switch it up a little bit let, bold give me predictions bum, bum, ba, da. bold predictions raiders v bears Ooh, this is tough this you know what i had one and i don't know if this is considered bold or not but I'm going to go with it. I'm going to say, just because the Bears held Dalvin Cook in check, um, I'm going to say that Jacobs gets another 100 yards from scrimmage Ooh. on Sunday against the Bears' vaunted defense. I'm going to go Jacobs via 
receiving via on the ground, goes over 100 yards, uh, all-purpose yards, uh, uh, against the Bears in London. And, ooh, defensively, ooh, that's, this is tough. This is tough because I think Oakland's going to have to scheme some things up. But I, I, here's what I think. I think they're going to put it on Daniels. I think they're going to make him beat them. And I think they're going to dial up some blitzes and get after him. I'm going to go three sacks for the Raiders. I think they're going to get back to a three-sack Sunday like they did week one and week two. Uh, I'm going to go three sacks. Three sacks in London. And um, and maybe, it might, yeah, give, give Farrell one of those. Because all of a sudden everybody's... Uh, Pro Football Focus came out with a stat that uh, yeah. Farrell generates the least amount of pressure out of all rookie defensive ends and uh, blah, blah, blah. My, and of course, as my we question know, to that was, when was Farrell a touted defensive end for his pass rushing abilities? Right. He, he, he was, he in college basically just controlled whatever side of the line he was on. So you run to that side he shut it down and right. you know, place. So that's, we saw it last week, man. The screen pass almost picked it off, sniffed it out. Again. He sniffed out about two or three screen passes this year already and just blown them up. Um, and so I think the pass rush is going to come with time, but he's one of these guys that just, plus he to kicks me, in on, on pass rushing downs. He kicks in to like the, the defensive tackle spot. Right. So I mean, right. He's, I mean, it's as a D end, he may not be getting a lot of pressure on right. the quarterback. So but I don't news know. Newsflash, Khalil Mack had four sacks his rookie year. Farrell has one through four games. So at that rate, he'll have as many sacks as Khalil Mack did through right. his first season. So calm, uh, calm TF down, as the kids say. Um, I, I'm still digging the Farrell pick. I think that's been a solid pickup for us. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna. I think I think he'll get in on a sack, maybe even maybe even uh, sack and a half, and uh, and then people also be like, oh well, oh I'm glad we picked him up. And I think there were just a couple of people who are you know stat junkies that saw that and were like, well this is gospel. Then Farrell is garbage because yep. the stats show it. Hubbage. And uh, you have to watch the game, man. You you, you got to see. You got to see what's actually going on and the plays he's making. You know, I, I've looked. He already has. I didn't. I was checking out. He has. He's got at least a couple tackle for losses this year already. Yeah. And uh, like I said, you know, plays like that where he's batting the ball down. You know, on a screen pass that he almost picks off. You know, that doesn't make a stat sheet. You know, it's like well, he he broke up a pass. Like that's that's not sexy. That's not sexy. So. But it's a it's a play, you know, you don't know what kind of play he breaks up when he does that because that screen pass could have gone for 56 yards and a touchdown. Absolutely. And Farrell stopped it by himself. Uh, not by himself, but you get where I'm going with that. So three sacks for the defense for me. Jacobs goes 100 all-purpose yards against the vaunted Bears defense that's going to get caught sleeping. The Bears are going to be coming out of hibernation. They're going to show up to London Thursday. They're going to try to get in a little practice Friday, get a little walk through Saturday, and then they're just going to be met with a more prepared, more crisp John Gruden Raider team. Tyler, what you got for what you got for bold? So we never we always talk about stats. He's going to have this many yards receiving, this many yards rushing. Um 
I'm going to go with the Hogs in the trenches on the offensive Ooh. side of the ball. My bold prediction is that the Raiders give up zero sacks oh, against the Bears. That, that is, is bold. my bold prediction. Call me crazy, but that that's where I'm going because they never get any credit. I mean, they right. we're always talking about Jacobs is running for 5,000 yards or cars passing for 10,000 yards. You know, all these big stats – but it all starts in the trenches with those with that offensive line. And it's going to be interesting to see. We've got, you know, everybody's got their, uh, their all up in arms on Twitter. Oh, Khalil Mack is going to own uh, Colton Miller and, and all kinds of profanity-laden tweets about that. <laughs> um, but which side of the line does Khalil Mack typically line up on? Well, he lines up over the right tackle. Right, because the right tackle right. is the weaker of the two tackles, typically. Okay, right. But we've got this massive, giant human being named Trent Brown who lives at that right right tackle position. It is going to be interesting to see what Trent Brown does because remember, Von Miller says Trent Brown is the toughest right tackle that he ever has to go against in the NFL. And so it's going to be an interesting matchup. My bold prediction is that they give up zero sacks to that vaunted Bears defense on the offensive side of the ball. On the defensive side of the ball, I'm going to say we have to have two forced fumbles to stop drives and be able to get points off of those. And I'm going to say we get 10 points off of those two uh, forced fumbles in this game. I like it. I like it. That that I, that's some in depth right there. That's just not. I feel. I feel. Uh, I feel a little sheepish now for just picking out uh, running. But you know, someone's got to do it. Someone's someone's got to do the the easy work. So I will. I know it is a, the the burden I must bear, but I will do the easy work <laughs> and uh, throw that out. I like it, Tyler. I like it now. Now for the fun part. Wait, no, you know our good friend Birch. He's got a couple bold predictions too, if I'm not mistaken. Is that correct? Yes. Sweet. Uh, sweet. Did he have bold predictions, or was it just that? Is that is that coming up in his call? He called in today. We'll play it that is, in just a minute. It's in his call. Okay. Um, so I guess we'll let him explain that to us then. Uh, Tyler, let's get down to the nitty gritty, man. Um, what do you see happening in this game? Who do you pick? I don't know, man. Like I, I feel like a a confused person. I don't. I just. I don't know. Like I. Right. They yes. They the Raiders. I think have the better game plan. They went to London last year. I think they went to London the year before that. I think they've been in Mexico. I think they learned their lesson last year of showing up like two days before. And, try, and thinking that their bodies would adjust. They went over there this week, and they were like, we're spending the entire week over there. We're going to get used We're gonna get used to the climate, like you said, get used to the food, like you said, get used to just being in that time zone. And I think that's going to work to their advantage, but I just, you know, the, I've watched the Bears defense against the Redskins. I watched the Bears defense against the Broncos I've they're just good there's no there's no two ways around it they're just good 
it it's going to come down to I think if the Raiders can not make mistakes, if they cannot turn the ball over, like meaning no fumbles, meaning no interceptions, meaning catching interceptions and causing forced fumbles, make the Bears offense beat them and just take what the Bears defense will give you. If that means that Carr has 41 completions and he's got like, you know, 200 yards at the end of the game because it's just little, you know, five yard slants and three yard slants and picking up a first down, keeping the chains moving. It's either going to be that or Chase Daniels just comes out and absolutely torches us and it looks like garbage. I, I right. That's the two ways that, they, that the game goes. I want to go with my heart and say that the Raiders pull off a victory, but in my brain, I just... I just don't see that happening. And I think it's going to be fairly low scoring. I wouldn't be surprised to see like maybe a 21 to 17 Bears win at the end or something. That's kind of yeah. where I'm leaning. That's where my that's where my in intellectual ability or my intellectual <laughs> brain takes me. My heart says, "Let's ride that momentum of a win on the road." in Indianapolis over a team that nobody thought that we would beat, take that momentum over across the pond and just shellac the Bears. That's what I want to happen. I just don't know that we can muster enough offense and if our defense can be cohesive enough with all of the pieces that are missing. Right. Yeah, you know, I... This is another week that I hope I have egg on my face this time next week. But we're talking about consistency, and we're talking about a small sample size. And what my small sample size that I've taken from the Oakland Raiders so far is that it's inconsistent. You know, we show out week one. We don't show up week two. We are nowhere to be found week three. And then uh, week four, you know... Yeah, we show up for a quarter in week two. I'll give them that. Uh, you can argue the defense showed up for the rest. And that is the one thing about all of this. You know, the defense, you know, it's like I said, I feel like we're just one or two pieces, plays, maybe a combination of both from being there, from being a, a, a unit that, you know, we can be proud of, that we can go, you know what, there's five minutes left. We're up by 10. Well, we're going to win this game. Um, uh but we're, if we're talking about consistency in the small sample size I've seen, Oakland's all over the board. Like I said, big win week one, big win week four, week two and week three, oof. The Bears, uh, if there's one thing between both these teams that's been consistent, it's then the Bears' defense. That defense is just an animal. Um, I haven't looked it up, but it's got to be top five at worst. Um, maybe top three. So, and that's what scares me. An inconsistent Oakland Raider offense against a consistently good, perhaps great, Bears defense. And that's going to be the question. Like, we talked about it last week. What car is going to show up on Sunday? The, the mean, ready-to-get-after-it, mad-at-the-world car? Or the car that's like, hey, guys, let's go win a football game. That's a little more laissez-faire, it seems like. And going off of what I've seen this season, 
man, I th- I've got to go with the Bears. I, everything inside me, I want to go with the Raiders. I, I think that win against the Colts, that's the kind of win for a young team that we have that could that could be kind of a, a snowball effect where they get some confidence going and all of a sudden, next thing you know, um, that you know th- this team is flying around and it's like, good grief, nobody has saw this coming. Um, I will say this. I will say this. If the Oakland Raiders win on Sunday in London, I guarantee you they're going to the playoffs this year. If they beat the Bears on Sunday, you heard it here first. The Oakland Raiders will go to the playoffs in 2019. Um, or 2020, I guess. For the 2019-2020 season. If they lose, I would not write them out yet, but I would say in the next couple of games, I know we're on a bye, but the couple games after that, they've got to win at least one of those to stay in the race. Um, uh, so, uh, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to go with the Bears. I'm going to say that um, they do just enough on offense against our defense that's still trying to find itself, that is getting better every week, but still missing one too many pieces, I feel like. Um, I'm going to go 24-13. I think uh, Oakland maybe gets a touchdown in the first half. They're going to only come away with a couple of field goals. I think maybe late in the game, it's like 21-13. We're within eight points. But then the Bears will put together just enough of a drive to kick a field goal and put it out of range, go up by 11, and uh, Oakland won't be able to recover. Um, Carr won't be able to lead him down the field from that. So feel free to call in and ridicule both Tyler and I next week. If Oakland goes in and and I don't even look, I don't even care if they blow the doors off the bear. If they win with the last second field goal by one, I'll take it. Absolutely. I, that's, uh, that's such a harsh environment all the way around. Being in London, playing against one of the best defenses, having so many players out. Um, so uh, I, a win's a win, man. And and we are on our tougher stretch right now, and we will be for the next three games. Bears. Packers, Texans, even the Lions. That's going to be a tough game. Um, after that, it does get easy. But by then, you know, you got to at least win. So we got Bears, Packers, Lions, Texans. <sighs> Shoot, man, you got to at least win one of those. You know, yeah. at that point, you're you're three and five. But we talked about it before. You got Jets, you got Bengals, you got Broncos, you got Chargers twice. Um, you got Jacksonville. There are a lot of winnable games right in there um, that I think Oakland, you know, all of a sudden you put together, you know, you've got five wins in there along with the three that we've already done. We're eight and eight and we're right in the mix um, and we're right there. Uh, you know, that might be good enough to get us a playoff spot. I think that win against the Colts down the stretch is that could be help. huge. Yeah. Yeah. That could be huge because we've got that head to head win. Um against the team that probably, my guess, will be pushing for a playoff spot as well. I think the Texans are better. I think the Texans will win that division. Um, uh, but, I, I, you know, the, I think the Colts, that, that's that's a that's a big head-to-head win, and that we could see that paying dividends later down the road. But we got the Bears this week, and I, I got to go with the Bears. I, I hate to say it. It goes against the Raider way. Obviously, I want the Raiders to win, but if you're talking, if I were a betting man... Unfortunately, I would have to bet um, for the Bears. So I, we, we talk about it before, Tyler. Man, we're realists here. We don't sugarcoat everything. I don't think they're going sixteen it's not to zero. Rainbows and unicorns. Right, right. We have to look at it with a critical eye and, and seriously. And I just, I think, 
I don't think they, they can... Uh, hallelujah if they do, and I'll eat crow with you next week, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go. Go Bears in a tight one down to the wire. Uh, Bears will kick a field goal, make it look a little worse than it was. Um, and, uh, but, but I think, I think they'd leave London if we do lose. Um, I, I think, I think there'll be some good, you know, it, it'll, I, I don't see it being a blowout. I don't see it being, um, a Vikings game where it's 34 to seven. I hope we basically. got that out of our system, like for right, the rest of the right. year. Um, and simply because of the fact that you've got guys like uh, Smith and Trubisky out and, uh, um, and Gabriel as well. That, right. That, that's big. So, anyway, we got a couple calls to get to, Tyler, before we end this session. Who do we got on the line? We have uh, Mr. Courtney Birch with his bold predictions. Stay tuned for those. And then my sister, after a long hiatus, has also graced us Ooh. with her presence on her thoughts about Vontez Perfect and other player who shall not be named anymore on this podcast. So stick around for those calls. Check them out. Tyler and Micah, fellas, what is happening? So I'm probably going to break the uh, one-minute voicemail rule, but I can do that because I do what I want. Anyway, a couple things. First of all, it's only Tuesday morning, and I am sick and tired of hearing about, well, Khalil Mack has this many sacks. He has as many sacks as the whole Raiders team. Yeah, we get it, people. Get over it. He's better than our whole defense. But you know what? He's gone. He didn't want to be a Raider, so let's move on. Okay, second and last, I just have some predictions for you guys. Oh, this is a tough one. But I think we carry on a little bit of momentum from Indianapolis over the pond to London. And I think, I'm going with my gut here, but it's going to be a defensive battle. I don't know if we can move the ball much on the Bears, and I don't know if the Bears' offense has enough firepower, even though we're depleted on our defense. But I'm going with the Oakland football Raiders. 16, and the Chicago Bears, 14. I also think Tyrell Williams finds that our only trips in the end zone keeps his streak alive at five games. I do think so. Colmeth might rip Derek Carr's head off. So, sorry all you Derek Carr fanatics. I love Derek Carr, but you know what? I don't know if he stands a chance against Khalil Mack. Looking for revenge, but once again, I do think the Raiders pull it off, and I hope they do. So we go into the bye weekend three and two, get everybody healthy, figure out our linebacking situation, and move forward with this season. Just win, baby. Hi, Tyler and Micah. This is Erica, Tyler's little sister, calling from Nashville. I just wanted to say congratulations on the win this week. I honestly did not have much hope. And I'm happy that they proved me wrong and got the win. Um, I'm a little bit upset about the Vontez perfect situation. I do realize that he has a history of it and that suspension is, you know, it's probably needed. But I uh, 
saw on ESPN was get up that Greeny saying that he should never be allowed to play in the NFL again. And that really kicks me off because you have people like Antonio Brown that they're so wishy-washy on and saying, oh, yeah, you know, teams will pick him up. Well, his behavior on and off the field is despicable, and I think he's a terrible human being. So if you want to make examples of people, you need to not just play the favorites card and let people like Tyreek Hill walk free and Antonio Brown say you'll welcome him back. So anyway, there's my little rant. Go Raiders, and can't wait for another podcast to come out. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Thank you both so much for the calls. Man, Birdshed kind of came out on fire, a little feisty there. Um, he does what he wants, apparently. Yeah, he, he, allegedly. Apparently, he does a lot of what he wants for a guy who uh, who doesn't show up on the podcast very much. So, uh, uh, yeah, we have to get after him for that. I, I want an explanation. I want an explanation on my desk by the morning. For why you know what what's up with that? So uh, I feel I feel like we got like some Creed action going on. Like he's hanging around, but nobody really knows what he does. You know, <laughs> everybody's like, "What exactly does Creed do in the office?" Um, and and Birch, the, well, maybe that's his new nickname, Creed. We'll just Creed. start calling him Creed. It'd Creed like, Birch. Right, right. You know, you show Instead up in the of office Creed and Bratton. he's he's uh, he's brushing his teeth and doing basic hygiene in the uh in the bathroom you know and yes. you're like this is a place of business what why are you camped out here um <laughs> so anywho uh and yes the grievances many a grievance uh, the perfect thing i we i know we touched on that um it is what it is i guess at this point i hope i do hope it's like reduced to like six games or something like that because i, I we sure could use him back and by about that time i feel like oakland could be could be hopefully be ramping it up and we're making a push, you know, we're right in the race for a playoff for a wild card spot. And, uh, we get that boost of perfect back in the middle there. Don't know how long he'll be there since he comes and goes with these hits and everything like that. But, um, you know, it'd be a good thought at least to think that he could yep. come back this season. So. so Birch has a uh, Tyrell Williams catching another touchdown pass, extending like his game a touchdown in a game to five games, which is that's no small feat. No, uh, no small, uh, feat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's too late. I can't think of no I, of I, I any like words. It. My words could, have gone. I could see it. And you know, Oakland, they, we left points on the field, man. I mean, that, that was, that game should have been put away with that touchdown. And that's kind of exciting to say. I mean, think about it. Cause usually it's like, we can't score enough points, but it's like, wow, we actually like that could have been an even bigger blowout. Cause that basically, it was basically 28, um, to 17, uh, I, be, because the last, or, or am I thinking about 24, that right? 17, I'm sorry, 24, 17. Um, uh, uh, and then 31, 17, because really that last, the, the last one, Harris, 
after getting a pick six, was really just playing, kind of felt like a little hero ball there and just wanted that, you know, was going for pick number two. Right. Uh, and, 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 you know, when you're up 14 with a minute 20 left, you know, yeah, maybe make a, a mental mistake like that. So, yeah. um, uh, you know, I kind of forgive that. It, it made the score, made the game look closer than it actually was. But by that point, I was pretty satisfied that the game was over. Um, uh, so... Uh, yeah, but Williams, uh, I mean, that, that game, when you think about it, the game could have been like 38 to 17. Yeah, it could have been 38-24, 38-17. Yeah, right, right, and so that's that's pretty cool to think. Oakland can't do that in London, though, man. If they get an opportunity in the red zone against the defense of the Bears, they got to come away with seven because I guarantee strike. you you're not going to get many opportunities in the red zone with against the Chicago Bears defense. So they're going to have to find creative ways to get into the end zone uh, or just just stuff it down their throat with our uh, uh, with our big bulky offensive line and Josh Jacobs and Ingold leading the charge. So that would be fun to just watch our, our offense just powerhouse them like we did to Denver a couple of years ago when they just... No, it was last year when they lined up and just absolutely played smash mouth foot. Was that last year? No, I. There was. Was that no, 2016? That was 2016. They just lined up and just absolutely just beat them right in the face. Donald just Penn said they him. ran this same play all night long and they could not stop it. That's, I think and that's. See that, I think that's the game you're talking about. Yes, that that would just be a, an absolutely thing of beauty to watch. And you know, Oakland. They've, they've, I think they've got the talent. They've got the offensive line to do that. Um, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, we watched them against, a, like I said, a vaunted Denver front four that was supposed to be all that in a bag of chips. Uh, we had our way against them, and Carr had all day to throw. So we're going to need that kind of a game out of the offensive line, I think, uh, to win this game. So we'll see. We'll see. So, Tyler, you got anything else for Raider Nation before we wrap it up and, and we get booed off the stage here for picking against Oakland again this week? No, I don't think so. I, I mean, I, I don't. I can't think of really any injuries that happened. We know Perfect is suspended. We already talked about the linebacker, the linebacking core. It'd be interesting to see what they do with Nevin Lawson, because um, yep. if they if they activate him, then that means somebody's gone. So, do they let uh, Keyshawn Nixon go and bring in Lawson? as a vet or do they, I don't know what they're going to do with that situation, but you know, I, I hope that we go over there, show the Raiders fan. We need to have a shout out to the Raiders fans in England. I know we have a couple of them that listen to the podcast regularly. Thank you to you guys. And thank you for trusting us enough to, you know, to listen to us and, and, you know, get some of your news from and our insights. So, you know, I know Raider Nation's going to show up at the game. And yep. Uh, yep. Can, can I, I – I do remember one thing that has irked me this week, and I, I've got to get it off my chest. Do it. Do it. Leave the Khalil Mack jerseys that are Raiders jerseys in the <laughs> closet where they belong. There's no reason to show up at the game or be wearing a Khalil Mack jersey when he was with the Raiders – at this game this weekend. If you do, I will hunt you down and I will punk you. So okay. I like it. I that's like it. that's it. I, that's yeah. just ridiculous to me. It's like he it's doesn't like play wearing... with us. Any, yeah, it's like he doesn't play for us anymore. 
Uh, like showing up to a to cowboy on. game with an Amari Cooper jersey. Like, why? Yeah. Why? Would you why, why really would you wear an that? Amari? I, like, I know there's a love for Khalil Mack. I love the guy too. I have a jersey in my closet, but that ain't. I, that's not. That doesn't mean I'm gonna wear it when right. my when the Raiders play against him. Like I'm not right. gonna wear it. What am I? What am I doing? Like I'm making a statement. Oh, you shouldn't have traded him. Well, it doesn't matter. Like in the words of the Rock, it doesn't matter what you think. So right. anyway, What's just done leave is it. Done. Leave it in the closet. We've got Josh Jacobs. We've got Jonathan Abram. What more? You know, those are two Feral. gifts that will keep on giving. And we've got another first round pick this year, so yeah. yeah. Leave the Leave Mac me. jerseys, especially for this game, in the closet, or yeah. I will find you with my very specific set of skills, and I will kill you. <laughs> well, you heard it here first, Raider Nation. Uh, I wouldn't test it. I will put it that way. Um, so, but no, I agree. Yeah, what, what's up with that? I, I don't like. I said I like Mac. Um, you met you touched on this kind of off the podcast that you could see him coming back. You could you know, in a couple of years, you don't think the Bears if Bears if the Bears don't win a Super Bowl in the next couple of years, you could see them picking up that option and saying, Nah, we're good at thirty years old. I could see that too, to be honest. because um, I don't think Trubisky uh I, I don't I just don't have faith that Trubisky can lead this team to a Super Bowl. So I could see the Bears in a couple of years going, hmm, time to move on from Trubisky and who else do we clean house with? Um, and uh, and then, you know what? Then maybe at 30 years old, we pick up Khalil Mack and we say, hey, brother, come back home for a few more years. And uh, we're in Vegas now. We're a playoff team. Come reunite with Carr and uh, let's see if we can't uh, win another Super Bowl. And uh, then they'll be like, hey, I'll be like, hey, that sounds like fun. Or by that time in two years, Maybe we'll be a Super Bowl contending team, and we'll be like, you know what? Mac would be the perfect piece. Then pull out those Mac jerseys, baby. Get them out. Get them ready. Dust them off. I haven't thrown mine away. I haven't burned it. Haven't done anything like that. I, I got a sneak of suspicion they're gonna get him back in the building. Maybe that's just me being sentimental, but uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm saving it over. I'm saving it over. But don't. We're playing him this week, man. Do, do you want Mac to, to, you know, are you? How, how are you gonna feel? You know, if Mac buries Carr for a strip sack and injures him and and we lose at the 10-yard line because it was a strip sack fumble. And here you sit with a Khalil Mack jersey on and we were one touchdown away from winning that game. Uh, you know, I feel like you'd feel pretty silly at that point, but maybe you'll still uh, be wearing that proudly, which would make no sense to me. And probably chanting, win, lose, or tie Raider Nation till I die. So, oh, um, <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> leave the Mac jerseys at home. Raider Nation, <laughs> thank you so much for listening. We appreciate the support. We will be back next week, hopefully chanting the victory song of the Behind the Eye Patch podcast. Yes, we do have a victory song. Until then, we will see you in the next episode. Just win, baby.